This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. Awesome left field deep. Bam going back, looking up. He will watch it fly. And 29 other MLB clubs. 2-2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts one. Way back. Goal for Yelich. Cody Bellinger hits one out. He does. He's your home run derby champion. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From spin rate to juiced balls to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. And the right-hander ready. He checks, turns, and Chapman hits a deep drive into center. Going back is Goodwin. He will turn and watch it fly. And the A's have taken the lead. On the biggest home run of the year for the Oakland A's. Center field shot by Matt Chapman. 3-2 A's in the night. Here's Chris Townsend. I could listen to that all day long. How good was that call by the Hall of Famer, the voice of summer, the great Ken Korak. That game last night, I don't know how you felt, That felt like a playoff game. Even though the Angels stink, I mean, I was on the edge of my seat. I had emotions that I haven't had all year long. You can feel the difference. This is playoff baseball, man. You're in the postseason right now. This is why wild card teams are so tough at times. Because they get battle-hardened. Because all of a sudden, once you get into the postseason, you're ready to rock. You've been kicked around. You've been beat up. You've been knocked down, and you have survived. These other teams, after Sunday, they're going to sit around for, what, Monday through Thursday? At least in the American League. What, National League will start on Thursday? Yeah, National League is Thursday, Friday. American League's Friday, Saturday. How about this lineup for you today here on A's Cast Live? The general manager show, David Forrest at 430. How was he feeling last night in the ninth inning? Does his Did his stomach feel like mine? Because literally I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're going to have to do a sh- uh, I, another postgame show where there would have been panic. Have we fixed our panic button yet? Where is my panic button? I don't want to hear a post-game show like that again the rest of the year. Oh, bad producing, Commander. David Forrest will be here at 4.30. Former A's great Eric Chavez at 5 o'clock. And then the most special for you sabermetricians, 
the godfather of analytics, the great Bill James, is going to join us at 5.30. Is if you heard the show yesterday, I have the most simple thing to look at starting pitchers. You go seven innings, you're going to win. The numbers show it. It's that simple. I don't need your whip, your XFIP. I don't need any of that. I can just say you go seven innings, you're going to get a decision, and your team's likely to win. By the way, for the bunting crowd who came after me last night, which I love, I've got all kinds of info on bunting. I've been hearing this for years. Even even last night, he wasn't he's down in LA, so he didn't hear the show. But legendary A's fan, one of the great Bay Area athletes of all time, former professional tennis player and one of the great tennis coaches of all time, Brad Gilbert was texting me last night about he didn't even know we were talking about bunting. And he was getting on me about bunting. So get ready for tonight's postgame show because I'm armed with bunting knowledge. I can basically tell you about everybody in baseball, who bunts and who doesn't. Because last night everybody, ah, they got to bunt, they got to bunt, bunt. That's all I was hearing, bunt, 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 bunt. But the reality is the best teams in baseball and according to baseball reference, now that Cody is, has the, 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 the ability to log into anything, the best teams in baseball in the American League, they don't bunt. So the bunting crowd, I've told you baseball's different. I told you baseball's changed. And it's not my decision to change it. I have no control over it. I don't run baseball. I don't run a team. I'm not a hitting coach. I don't give anybody a philosophy. I was a career over 400 hitter in high school, though. I will say that. But teams don't bunt. I have in front of me. You look at the top teams in the American League. The best team right now in baseball, can we all say, is the Houston Astros? You know how many times they've used a sack bunt this year? Ten times. They're 24th in baseball. Then they're tied with the Minnesota Twins at 10. They're tied with the New York Yankees at 10. That's it. They've only sacrificed bunt 10 times. Those are the three teams that have won the division. They don't bunt. Well, what about so let's just say it ended today. The wild card teams. That would be the Rays and your Oakland A's. The Rays have only sacked bunt eight times. They're ranked 28th. Your Oakland A's seven times for 29. So the best teams in the American League are all at the bottom in sack bunts. They don't use it. But but Downey, you, you got to manufacture runs to win the World Series. Huh? I went and checked the World Series last year. Red Sox, winners in five. You know how many sack bunts were in the World Series last year? Anybody know? One. Rick Porcello. That's it. 
and that was in a game that was 18 innings. You guys got to slow down on the bunt thing. You got to get into modern-day baseball. That's just the bottom line. You know, the one thing that I do know, and I, I heard it last night, you know, they don't hit with runners in scoring position. You, know. you look at the teams that hit home runs, those are your best team in baseball. So I'll go actually, I'll go and look at the past couple World Series. I, I only had time to do one today. But everybody needs to slow down and understand the game has changed. I mean, in an American League ballpark, you're not really – I mean, you saw one last night. The A's got lucky with their sack bunt last night as Ramon Laureano almost got drilled in the chest. Luckily, he popped it up weakly enough that the pitcher couldn't get it. And it moved Marcus Simeon over to second, and then what happens? Matt Chapman hits the home run. <laughs> Let's just face it, folks. The teams that win the World Series and go deep in the playoffs, they hit home runs in the playoffs. The teams that have the best record in Major League Baseball right now, they hit home runs. That's just that that that's just the way it is. So as much as you, you want to think a small ball, because I have a ton of text about last night in small ball. I mean, stuff like this. Good baseball in the playoffs must include manufacturing runs because the situation is not a 162 game. Things average out situations. Tonight, the bunch, the bunt was clutch. No, the home run was clutch. 47 doubles, sir. <laughs> but thank God he hit it. How about the, how about an end of an era tonight? King Felix. It's the last time we're going to see King Felix in a Mariners uniform. He's in the final year of a seven-year, $175 million deal. King Felix is the Mariners' all-time leader in innings, all-time leader in wins, strikeouts, and, of course, pitched the perfect game against the Rays on August 15th 2012. Problem is, he has been bad. And he's only 33. I don't remember where I was. I was on the road. I was in a hotel with the Raiders. I don't remember where we were. It was earlier this year. And I'm watching Pedro Martinez talk about it. And Pedro Martinez was like, you know, he's got to figure out something. Because if he just walks away from baseball, I mean, that's pretty young at 33 years old. And if he was to go down to, let's say, the pitching ranch or get with the driveline guys, you know, there's so many different coaches and places you can go now where they could work with him and try and get his velocity 
I mean, he's never going to get the velocity that he had as a, a, you know, what he was like in his early, early 20s. But could King Felix get some velocity back with that nasty changeup and become somebody like Yasmero Petit? And to where he's not a starter anymore, because let's face it, He's gone 9-21 with a 5.84 ERA over the last two seasons combined. That is terrible. But they're going to they're gonna do him right tonight. They're going to have the Kings court cheering section. I've seen it. Pretty cool. They're going to expand it 10 sections down the left field line for Thursday. And the Mariners are offering $15 tickets with a Forever King t-shirt with yellow placards that read, thanks. He is a Mariner all-time great. Some people call him a Hall of Famer. I don't know about that. Can't be a Hall of Famer if you've never pitched in the playoffs. And King Felix has well, never. You can't, well, you can't, you can't, well, you can't. It's not in an individual sport. You can't hold a guy accountable for that. He's not the G- – and that's the same thing for, like, Trout. You can't hold a guy who's great accountable for what the general manager puts out on the field. True. I mean, it's been 18 years since the Mariners have made the playoffs. Yeah. Too. I mean, so uh, if Ichiro had spent his whole time in Seattle and never made the playoffs, are you saying Ichiro's not a Hall of Famer? Mm. He, he, he has longevity. Unfortunately, he did make the playoffs that one year <laughs> with the Mariners. The <laughs> but, crazy thing about but Felix, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Ernie Banks is not a Hall of Famer. Uh, no, Ernie Banks is pretty good. Yeah, so I mean, you can't hold you can't hold teams' records over one player. I think that's one reason why Felix won't retire because I think he's gonna. I think he since he's still young enough where he can make the postseason, maybe as a middle reliever. I think that's one of the reasons why he'll stick around. Plus, he's only 500 strikeouts away from 3,000. So he's close. If he gets to the 3,000 threshold, he has 169 wins. Gets to three thousand strikeouts. Eh, maybe he's a fringe Hall of Famer. He's not, what, what, what do we determine his WAR is right now? It's exactly fifty. You got it. You got it in my book. But he's been bad the last couple of years. But if he if he kept it up, he, his WAR would have been a lot higher. And if those Mariner teams, he won the Cy Young. Don't you have to be at a sixty WAR or more? That's a threshold that we that you and I have established for Hall of Fame. Because there's Hall of Famers under that. I mean, I, I to me, I, I'd be more towards seventy. I wish we had that mark, by the way, instead of saying 3,000 hits, 300 wins. I wish we had that mark saying, okay, if everybody who's – you know what? We'll talk about that next. Also, we both have lost respect for one guy. Like, I used to like him, but it's very obvious he's not watching. And then I'm going to give you this home run stat that will tell you everything you need to know about modern-day baseball. That's all coming up next on A's Cast Live. Oh, and don't forget, I got the first – was the first code word on Twitter or me? We'll put the first one out on Twitter. All then... right. Up next, we're going to be putting out the first code word. Remember, we have these party packs from MLB Network that we're giving away. We have not one, but two to give away today. Two. It's a sweet hat, sweet shirt, a koozie. Who doesn't like a who doesn't want an MLB Network koozie on A's Cast Live? Streaming from the town, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. 
We are coming down Keith Law's road today. Do you have his article, Ready to Rock? Oh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I just want to give you this. The Twins and the Yankees are tied at this number. Houston is third. The Dodgers are fourth. The A's are fifth. Now, Minnesota, New York, and Houston have won their division. The Dodgers have won their division. The A's, we think, are going to the playoffs. I haven't looked up their play. Let me see. Uh, Hold on. Everybody, hold on. As we'll go to 538, where do they have the playoff odds for the Oakland Athletics? It's at still at 97%. They make it. So the, these are the top five teams in home runs hit. You want to go to just one stat? The three teams that won their division in the American League are, one, are tied for first and then second. Minnesota and New York tied for first, Houston second in home runs. Who's the next best super team, the National League team? Dodgers, they're fourth. Milwaukee's seventh. Atlanta's eighth. Folks, you got to hit home runs in modern-day baseball. And when you hit the way the Astros do, you become even that more dangerous. They don't strike out. The Astros are third in home runs and number one in batting average. The A's, by the way, in bat, just overall batting average are 16th. They're middle of the pack. The A's win because they hit home runs. That's who they are. They're not changing. We've played, what, 158 games? The A's aren't changing their ways. They're going to have to hit dingers to win in the postseason. They're going to have to hit dingers when they play in the wild card game. They're going to have to hit dingers the next four days to take care of business. We could have the clinching game tomorrow. Take, Take care of business tonight. Pray for the White Sox. And tomorrow night, whether it's Friday or Saturday, Alex Jensen's going to be in for me on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. But whatever night they clinch, either Friday or Saturday, I will be on the postgame show with my man. Have we put the code word out? You haven't put the code word out yet? There's people probably flocking. At AthleticsCast24. So what we're doing is we're going to give you three code words. Three. And at the end of the show, whoever texts in first, 510-897-1322, you are going to win that prize pack from the MLB Network. But you have to wait for all three. For some of you, following directions has been a little tough. Okay? You got to wait. You got to have th- There's three. It's a puzzle. You got to have all three to win it. Like, people start texting in right away. It's like, stop. You're not going to win that way. You know, it's very obvious when 
you talk to people about the A's. I'll give you I'll give you two examples. Eric Karros and Harold Reynolds. It's very obvious they're watching. They both do studio shows. And those guys are watching because they know the team. When you're Keith Law, who's a guru, former front office guy, was it the Blue Jays he was with, the Blue Jays? And you put out a list of American League MVP guys. Do you have the list, Cody? Do we have it on here? What is it? Okay, yeah. Here's the list for Keith Law. He's got number one, Mike Trout. Okay. I mean, no one's going to. No one's going to fight you on that. He's got Alex Bregman, two. Mookie Betts, three. Garrett Cole, fourth. Justin Verlander, fifth. Xander Bogarts, sixth. George Springer, seventh. Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn is on a losing team. Has he had a good year? Okay. He's on a losing team. He has him eighth. Then here comes the A's. Marcus Simeon ninth. Matt Chapman tenth. I, I just, I, it's, you just lose your credibility. You, you absolutely, you're not watching these games. You've got no idea what Marcus Simeon has been doing down the stretch. Marcus Simeon is literally the hottest player in baseball. Marcus Simeon has now reached base safely in each of the last 14 games. These are the, hey, Keith Law, are, are, is Boston playing meaningful games right now? I, I'll take that with Trout because Trout's an all-time great. But you're putting up guys who are not playing meaningful games. And with the Astros, I mean, these guys these guys are just a, a machine. I mean, most valuable, Marcus Simeon is carrying the A's to the postseason. Last 14 games, he's hitting 410. He's a shortstop that plays every day. He's hitting 410. Six home runs. 14 RBIs, and six runs scored. If that's not what a most valuable player is, at least for your top three, you know what he did? he list Marcus Simeon's war, which is the second best in all of baseball in the American League to Trout? He didn't put a lot of statistics in there. Like the stuff I put on there is I went and did the research. The Red Sox guys, he left off Rafael Devers, who was having a better year than both those guys. Devers has 52 doubles, 32 homers, 115 RBIs, and a 310 average. That's higher than both Red Sox, all their guys. And he has a 5.2 war that's higher than Bogarts. So he left off the best Red Sox player. I know Mookie has the high war, but and he won the MVP last year. But Springer was the guy that was probably the front runner for MVP before he got hurt. I mean, he has 12 leadoff home runs, which is one away from tying the Major League Baseball record of 13 set by Alfonso Soriano. But having Marcus ninth uh, behind Lance Lynn, like you mentioned. Yeah, Lance, Lance Lynn. Lynn. 
Yeah, he has the third most strikeouts in Rangers history, but they're they're almost ten games under five hundred. Cole and Verlander play once every five days. And Verlander already won an MVP. I don't want him to go. I, he doesn't need to win another one. Marcus plays every single game. Every game. By the way, that OPS during that fourteen game stretch in September one thousand two hundred and eighty one. It's just it, it's. There is an East Coast bias. It's just there is, and it really is. A, it affects everything. The only sport it doesn't affect. The only sport it doesn't affect is football. Completely agree because everyone everyone follows the Rams and the Seahawks. Well, everybody plays on Sunday, and, yeah. and, and 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 you know you may you may in the East Coast not watch Sunday night football or Monday night football, but you're gonna you get to see all the games. You know, it it dramatically affects college football. That's why it's so tough to win a Heisman if you're not a USC Trojan. Because, and that's something that the Pac-12 understands, is that, you know, Heisman voters are not staying up to watch late-night Pac-12 football. I mean, that's just a reality. I mean, I I, I do understand. I mean, our games do start at 10.07 their time. But still, if you're covering the sport, you need to educate yourself. You You need to know. You, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you have the responsibility for one of these votes, and thank God Keith Law doesn't, because he clearly, he basically, it's easy just to say Trout, and it's easy just to throw. I mean, clearly the East Coast bias of he's watching a lot of Red Sox games, and then probably he's watching a lot of Astros games, but. He also says in his article, you could take Bregman out and replace him with a replacement level team and their player, and they're so good. the Astros are still going to be good. You could take any of, I mean, put it this way: if Springer's been hurt, they still won. Correa's hurt, they still won. If Correa was healthy and Bregman was hurt, they'd still win. I, you know, now that they, you know, you got Granky, you could afford at a time to be without Cole or Verlander. By the way, his NL MVP, his Ronald Acuna Jr. ninth, ninth, the ninth. guy that was close closing on a forty forty year on on a, on a team that won its division. He has him behind Yelich and Bellinger, or Bellinger and Yelich, which is fine. But then Degrom is ahead of Anthony Rendon, who leads baseball in RBIs. Then he has Max Scherzer on there, who has been awful his last like six start or, or like last handful of starts. Cattell Marte plays on a losing team. Nolan Arenado plays on a team that's twenty games under five hundred. Steven Strasburg and then Ronald Acuna Jr. I don't get it. I don't get it. Coming up next, how was he feeling last night? I know how I was feeling. It's the David Force Show, the general manager. This is the only place you can get the general manager is A's Cast Live. And David will join us next. This is Chris Townsend. If you're looking for a new mattress, look no further than my friends at nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. You'll get the ultimate mattress for your needs. And green and gold fans, right now, if you use the coupon code Oakland, you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's use the coupon Oakland to get an entire 10% off your order. Remember, nestbedding.com, America's favorite online mattress brand with stores around the Bay Area and around the country. You need a new mattress? You go to nestbedding.com. Now back to A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Have you got your wild card tickets yet? Your American League Division Series tickets? 
athletics.com slash postseason. If you don't have it, what are you waiting for? We need to pack this place. We need to get loud. We need to get crazy. One game, winner moves on, loser goes home. How do you not want to be at a game like this on Wednesday, October 2nd? Go to athletics.com slash postseason right now and get your tickets and be a part of it. Pack the town, as we're saying. Athletics.com slash postseason. The only place to get the general manager show each week is A's Cast Live, and then we play it throughout the week on A's Cast. David Forrest joins us here, the general manager of your Oakland Athletics. David, how are you? Hey, Chris, how's it going today? Uh, it's great, especially after that win. I know what my stomach felt last night, how it felt last night in the ninth inning. How was your stomach feeling? Uh, well, let's just say I enjoyed about three seconds of that game, the three when Chappie's ball was in the air. So uh, that's kind of sums it up. Yeah, you just, you just, you, uh, you just get the sense that this is playoff baseball. We're not even in the playoffs, but yet, but this is playoff baseball. It's got that feeling. Yeah, well, look, we've known for we've known for a couple of weeks that every game mattered. That the other two teams we're competing against right now aren't going to lose many games, if any, in the case of the Rays. So, you know, every game counts, no matter who we're playing. So, guys did a great job pulling one out last night. You took a gamble last night with Frankie Montas because you just don't know how a guy's going to throw after he's been gone for 80 games. How proud of you? How proud of you are you of the effort of the right-hander? Yeah, he was huge. Uh, you're right. We we didn't know exactly what to expect. I I did know how much uh, time and, and effort Frankie put into the last you know two months, basically making sure he was ready to do whatever um, going out there at. Fitch Park, throwing his simulated games every five days. He got an instructional league last instructional league game last week, so I knew how hard he was working. I communicated with him a couple times, um, and, you know, and, and he made it clear how badly he wanted to contribute. So when it came down to it, talking with Bob and, and looking at the, the makeup of the rotation and the, the bullpen, it just made sense to get him a start, and um, and he really showed up. How big do you think this game was for him mentally as he's now going to not be able to play in the playoffs and just what this does for his mindset in the offseason heading into spring training? I think it's important for him to have been able to pitch at least one time. Um, it, it would, look, he, he accepted the responsibility for what happened. He served his eight games. Um, you know, it was hard for him to be away from the team. Um, but we, you know, like I said, we appreciate the, the time he put in while he was gone to be able to do what he did last night. So I think it's certainly something for him to to kind of build off going into the off season. Yeah, he he looked fabulous, and uh, he's definitely going to be a big part of, of what you got going next year in the rotation. The one scare out of last night is the growing in Mark Canna. Do we know how he's feeling today? I don't have any update right now. Uh, guys got in pretty late last night. And uh, we weren't going to hit on the field today, so guys were getting in the clubhouse a little late. I, I expect to hear from Nick Paparesta sometime in the next hour or so, but uh, we'll hope for the best for Mark and, and hope he's able to get back in there in the next few days. Yeah, because he's met. I mean, he's met so much for your ball club this year. I mean, the fact that 
You know, not only is he hitting, as I had this statistic, you know, since the start of August, he's got a 967 OPS and nine dingers and 27 RBIs. But the fact that he's playing center field every day, that's just been a godsend for you. Yeah, yeah, it has. You and I have talked a lot about Mark, and, and deservedly so. Um, so it was great we were able to cover for him last night, send Chad out there. You know, Chad, Chad's the original guy who does it all, right? So he's able to go from left to second to center field, help Bob out. Uh, Frankie Barreto hasn't gotten much time here in September, but huge to have him available to, to fill in at second base. And, um, you know, like I so said, the guys will just have to keep picking each other up. So you got Mania going today, and you got Fires going on Friday. So that sets up, and I know you, you know, knock on wood, you got to get into that wild card game. But how do you like how that sets up? Because Wednesday would be the actual regular day for Fires, and you'll have an extra day for Mania. How do you like that setting up for whoever's going to start this wild card game? That's that's kind of the way we looked at it when uh, we set up the rotation after the off days last week. Uh, Bob and Emo sat down and looked at, you know, you always, you always have to be prepared. You know, like you said, we have to get there first. And so it's not ahead of us, but, but you do have to prepare. And, um, the idea of having both those guys potentially available for a game on Wednesday uh, made a lot of sense to everyone. Have you guys internally decided who it is, or are you going to wait to see what these next two starts look like? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot that needs to be figured out over the next four days. Uh, both with our guys, with the matchups, uh, you know, who we may be playing. Obviously, uh, there's still tiebreaker scenarios in play that we need to consider. So, you know, Bob Bob said this yesterday or the day before. He said he's, he's focused on the day-to-day, which is what we need him to do. You know, in the office, and take a look ahead, try and make some contingency plans. So there's a lot of different scenarios in play at this point. So let's just say we do have some tiebreakers. Those are not considered postseason games, right? And Frankie could pitch in one of those games if you got to play something like on Monday? That's correct. Very interesting. So Frankie could be helping more than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, we're, we're going to do everything we can to avoid that scenario, but uh, to have a Montas up your sleeve if you get in there uh, is not a, bad, not a bad way to go in. How much have you been scoreboard watching? More than is probably healthy. Uh, I keep I keep trying to remind myself I have absolutely no control over those other games, but uh, it doesn't help me from uh, from trying to affect what happens on the field. Yeah, you know, you're sitting there and you're going, "Come on, White Sox!" You know, "Come on, Red Sox!" And it's nice when another team can help you. And hopefully, uh, at this point, you can clinch soon and take a deep breath and get ready. Uh, you know, I, I think about if you can get the game in Oakland. You know, how nice is it going to be? Like, let's just say whoever, whether it's Cleveland or 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 uh, the Rays, they got to fly all the way to California. You got that nice little flight home, and then you got a couple days off to settle in before that game on Wednesday. Playing at home would be great. Obviously, we've gone through this twice. Uh, playing on the road hasn't worked out particularly well either time. Um, but play, anytime you can play in front of our fans, in front of a packed building. I've already heard really good things about ticket sales over the last, you know, 48 hours. So um, it would be great to have a packed Coliseum for, uh, for a game like that. 
Go to athletics.com slash postseason to get your tickets for the wild card and also the ALDS. And, you know, there's something about our fan base that when you pack that place, especially like 2012 and 2013, just talk about the energy that, that, that just supplied to the, from the fans to the players. It's like no other. It really is. It's, I mean, I've been in a lot of packed ballparks for the playoffs and otherwise. And, uh, there's nothing like the feeling in our place. And, uh, you know, we've been in the office downstairs near the clubhouse where we have a huge wall-sized picture of the 2012 postseason against the Tigers where that place is packed, the towels are waving, and you, you can almost feel it come off the wall uh, and remember exactly how great it is in that building. So uh, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, as much as we hate Mount Davis, what makes this different, it's like it's now a bowl and it keeps the sound in. It's why it's so loud versus the other stadium. So uh, no doubt, hope to get that home playoff game. We were joking around that we've come up with a new metric called the Townie 7 because we looked at these guys <laughs> that uh, go seven innings and give up two runs or less. And John Morosi put it out there about Verlander, Bieber, Cole, Miner. So I just started looking it up. And for your ball club, if your starter goes seven or more innings, it's happened 20 times, the starter's 13-2, and two, and your overall team record is 16-4. and four. There's just something about when you go into the seventh inning how it's less outs the bullpen has to cover. Do you guys ever really look at that? Well, we always look at, at the starter's ability to go deep. I mean, that that's always the key to the game, and, and particularly this time of year when the, the bullpen is, is gassed. I mean, we've got three or four guys up in the top ten in terms of games pitched this year, and, and any time your starter goes deep, it, it really impacts your ability to win the game. I mean, even just last night, Bob said he was expecting five from Frankie. He got six. Those three extra outs are are a chance for the bullpen to slide back an inning. You know, you got you know you got Liam at the back, so we just got a bridge today. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, Liam has converted 15 of his last 17 saves. You know, just talk about what you see with him because it's just not a fastball. I mean, his breaking ball is devastating. Also, it is. Well, when you throw 99, anything that anything else that comes off of that is going to have a chance to be effective, and he commands it. He keeps it down well. You saw the swings and misses last night on balls in the dirt. And, uh, you know, we feel we feel really good handing him the ball with a lead right now, and that's, that's where you need to be if you're going to win this time of year. And you know who's really turned it around this year? Talk about Soria. He's been really good for you since the All-Star break. Yeah, Joaquin's pitched great. He, uh, you know, it took him a little while to get settled in, I think, with some moving parts in the bullpen. Sometimes pitching in the eighth, sometimes pitching in the sixth. And uh, like you said, since the break, he's been as, as consistent as anyone out there. You've seen the last two nights how crisp his stuff is, able to miss some bats. And we're uh, certainly going to rely on him uh, heavily as we go forward. So this is going to – we'll end on this. This is going to be the last start for King Felix in Seattle. And it just seemed like every single year the ball club was – you know, you'd see him lead off in Japan, and then he'd be the first game after Japan. It just seemed like he always was matching up against the A's. Talk about what you saw from him in his career. You're right. It, it felt like we were facing him, you know, three times a year in April, and then every time we'd go in there the rest of the season. But look, the, the most complimentary thing I can say about Felix is I am not going to miss facing him at all. 
because uh, there have been times over the last decade when he has really owned us. Um, and even now, you know, it, obviously his stuff is not the same and, and he's had health issues. He's a formidable opponent to go up against. You know how crafty he is now. You know, early in his career, he was blowing up by you and dropping the split on you at uh, 90 plus miles an hour. But even tonight, you know, you know he's got a chance to to do some things. So I, he's had an incredible career with the Mariners. Wherever he ends up next year, I still hope it's out of the division. Good stuff, David. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, Chris. Appreciate it. The David Force Show right here on A's Cast Live. God, you so want to, like, talk about postseason, but you, you, you just four more games left. I can't wait. We're going to have some – I'm I'm planning on some really kick-ass shows next week. Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday before the wild card game. By the way, it was, I figured you'd like this. I don't know if you saw it or not. They put it out there, second in a row – year in a row ESPN's doing the Statcast broadcast of the wildcard game so we're gonna have Petriello, Benetti and Eduardo Perez if the game's here those three guys will be here for the Statcast broadcast and it'll be all friends of the program all friends and as Mike Petriello told us before he's never been to Oakland for a game and I told him I'd buy him a beer and we he and I told him we tried to get him a Kelly Green jersey because he's he loves those uniforms so for everyone out listening Pearl everyone uh, we got to get Petriello a Kelly Green jersey if we can that's the professor and friend of the program also. Oh, yes, he is now the friend of the program. <sighs> I feel great, and I know that in a couple hours I'm going to have knots in my stomach again. It's crazy the amount of texts I'm getting from my friends during the games, right? You can just, like, normally you know, I might get a couple. I mean, I'm getting a ton of texts from people because everybody is so into this. The feeling about this team, their ability to win more games than they did last year. I mean, it's, a, it's insane to think. Like, there was no way you thought they are going to win 97 games again. They got a chance to win more than 97 games. 2019 has been a lot of fun. Streaming from the East Bay, Ace Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. All right, the text of the day just came in from the 510. From the Biggity Biggity. My son is on Oakland Little League for seven years. Never bunted once, but he hit two home runs last game. <laughs> 510, that's a good one. I'm really glad to hear David say that from what he's hearing, ticket sales are going really well. And I don't mean to hammer this down your throat the entire show, athletics.com slash postseason. But I want to read a little bit of Peter Gammon's article about the athletics that was in the Athletic, if you subscribe, very good article, praising the front office, Praising Billy Bean. Actually, there's one funny line. On September 16th, the day after Dave Dombrowski left his position in Boston, Bean told a friend, tell John Henry I've changed my mind. <laughs> He's joking, obviously. Can you imagine if Billy would have... Billy 
Who knows what it would happen to Billy Bean if he would have went to Boston? Who knows? I mean, his time in Oakland is going to probably put him in the Baseball Hall of Fame as an executive. I mean, this is going to be 10 postseasons in 20 years. But I want to read to you. You know, I if you've listened to me over the years, you know I don't like talking about attendance. It's a bore to me. I don't care. I care. I want it to be packed. But I'm not going to harp on it. Like, so many people in my business, and it happened recently, and I like the guy, but I want to say shame on you. You know, we're, oh, the A's are doing great, but look at the attendance. Oh, thank you, Captain Obvious. But for A's fans, I want you, and you're listening, because, you know, we're saying, tell your friends, get your family, get everybody, get your neighbors, get everybody fired up, get them in the ballpark. Peter Gammons from his article. The title is Gammons, Despite Everything, the Oakland A's remain a quiet powerhouse. So in the middle of the article, it says this. We don't know if Oakland will ever get a state-of-the-art ballpark. We don't know what will happen when Simeon takes his $5.9 million contract into arbitration after this season. When he may be third in the MVP vote after Trout and Bregman. And if they bring him back, whether they can keep him from the free agent market after 2020 season. That is life in the ballpark in Oakland. But remember this, they had empty seats when they beat the Big Red Machine in the 1972 World Series. Came right back and won again in 73 and 74. They had to trade Mark McGuire. They had to eventually move Hudson, Mulder, and Zito. They moved Josh Donaldson, who carried them to the fifth and final game in the 2013 ALDS until they had to face Justin Verlander. They've never had a $100 million payroll, and they haven't drawn 2.5 million fans since 1990, the season after the earthquake series. Yet they've outplayed the market deficiencies with a record 4,310 wins to 3,976 losses. That's from 1999 to September 22nd. Now, I'm not going to take shots at Peter Gammons. That man's a Hall of Famer. That guy's been one of the best baseball writers of his time. But he's being honest. He's being real honest. That's why we keep promoting this stuff I think for the front office, I mean, hey, business is about money. We know that. But I think for our front office, these guys want to win so bad. They want to give you what most every other franchise has. They want to give you a new ballpark. Dave Cavill is working tirelessly to get you a new ballpark. Chris Giles has put A's access into motion. 
to give you the best pricing, to give you the best deals that probably has ever been had in Major League Baseball, at least in modern day time. They're doing everything they can to put their arms around you to tell you that they love you and they want you to be a part of this. I think a lot of you, and see, I don't like talking about this a ton because I know the people who are listening right now, you go to games. I see you in the treehouse. Tony, hey, and I see you. But that's the tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody. Get it going. But they're trying to get you all involved, and I, I think it's coming up real soon where it's going to slap so many people right in the face when you see the Golden State Warriors playing in a new arena. I think a lot of people, you're going to be like, wow, they're gone. They're not playing it. Roracle is no longer. And then, I mean, the Raiders are on the road till November. And then there's two months, and they're gone to Vegas. That's, there's one team left. And they're doing everything they can to stay. And I would say for the first time, Oakland is doing everything they can to keep them to stay. It's vital. Look at all the people who work at the Coliseum. Look at all the people that work at Oracle for concerts. It'll be for concerts now. And Disney on Ice and all that kind of stuff. Look how many people who live in the city of Oakland who rely on that paycheck. Who rely on the 81 games. Who relied on the 41 games. Because I think a lot of people who worked Warrior games are not going over to the Chase Center. I bet a lot of the people who work giant games are going to be working. Now, I don't quote me on that. I don't know. But I would just guess. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, 41 games. It's 40, that's 41 paychecks. Gone for a lot of people. It's vital for the – can you imagine if, if the A's – I don't even want to think of this, but can you imagine if Oakland didn't have one team? Not one. Does anybody remember the delusional interview I did with Mayor Kwan, Gene Kwan? I hunted her down. You know, everybody like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. get the mayor on. Oh, I tried, and I finally, I went to her quarters, which was actually pretty cool. But I went, I went, I went to her and said, I want to do this thing. I want to do this thing live. I don't want to do this by phone. I want to be looking in your eyes. And she said to me, I wonder if I still have the interview. I see us having five professional sports teams in Oakland. My jaw dropped. Five? What do you mean by five? You want to get a hockey team? What five can you get? And she didn't want to go more than that. Well, Marquan couldn't get anything done. And Marquan is a part of 
Five teams now down to one. And thank God Libby Schaff is a huge sports fan. And let me tell you, we had her. Now we could call her a friend of the program. We had her on the program. And I saw her go up and hug Bob Melvin. And, we, you know, Dave Cavill said just wonderful things about what she's trying to do to help. And packing the house also affects the players. So that's why you need to go to athletics.com slash postseason. Do it now. I'll tell you how it affects the players next right here on A's Cast Live. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. Austin left field deep. Bam going back. Looking up. He will watch it fly. And 29 other MLB clubs. 2-2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts one. Way back. Goal for Yelich. Cody Bellinger hits one out. Pete so He's your home run derby champion. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From spin rate to juiced balls to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Should I give the second code word? So we've given you one code word, two more to go. And don't text in until you hear all three. The second code word is Chris. That's Chris. (laughs) Eric Chavez is going to join us in moments. I mean, he knows this time of the year, the intensity of the postseason right around the corner. Do we have Eric? Eric, welcome to A's Cast Live with Chris Townsend. Great to have you on the program. Chris, how you doing? How are you? Uh, we're doing wonderful. What's this time of the year like for a player when you're coming down to it, there's only four games left, and you're battling other teams for the postseason? Well, I, am I playing for a team that has a chance or, or is going home in about a couple of days? No, no, no. <laughs> you you got a chance, my friend. No, this is um, this without a doubt um, about the next three weeks is, is the best three weeks of baseball. and. And if you're fortunate enough to, to withstand this, this long haul of a season and, you know, and you, you're one of the teams that, that gets a you punch your ticket in the postseason, this is definitely the best, best time of the year. Yeah, and, and really it, it's crazy where we are in baseball that, you know, the A's last year won 97 games. They got 95 wins right now with four to play. So, you know, they got, they got a chance to, to beat 97. And really, 97-98 still – just gets you into a one-game playoff. It's it's crazy. I mean, it, it is crazy, and I'm 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 looking at the the standings right now, and as good as they are, they're still nine games back of the Astros, which is just. I mean, right now, I mean, if you're if you're going to break down everything, um, I, I I think the Astros kind of are the the most complete deep team that that are is going to enter the playoffs, but. You know, up and down. I mean, every team has an has an opportunity with a little with a little luck, and you know the way the the A's have been playing. It just seems to be a different brand of baseball. You know, consistent consistency on the defensive side. Um, they've gotten good starting pitching. Uh, you know, I I think for the A's, it's going to come down to 
you know, I, everybody knows we're, we're, all the teams are hitting homers left and right. In the postseason, usually that doesn't, um, that doesn't carry over. But that being said, you know, I think coming up with one big hit that allows your, your next hitter to come up and allow that guy to hit a three-run homer um, is going to be pretty pivotal. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of good teams. But like, like I said, as good as the A's have been playing, you look at them and the Astros are nine games ahead of them, which is, which is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've talked about it, and I don't think we've ever seen this before because let's say you're going to have to go through you're going to have to go through the Astros, then you've got to go through the Yankees, and then maybe meet the Dodgers in the World Series. Eric, you could potentially have to beat three teams that won over 100 games. Yeah, it, it's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, it's, it's I, you know, I don't know if it's parody or not. I, you know, there's – there's obviously a lot of teams that, that, that need, to, need to do a lot of work this offseason, but, um, you know, as far as some of these bigger clubs, um, get, you know, the Braves have, have done an outstanding job. You know, the Brewers with Yelich out, have, have, they've almost been better without him, which is absolutely amazing. So um, it, it, it's exciting. Like I said, you know, it, football just started. You know, as a sports fan just in general, this is the, definitely the best time of the year, and, um, you know, there's a lot of good teams that are going to be entering the postseason here within a week. Yeah, I totally agree with you. With all the college football on Saturday, the NFL on Sunday, and now playoff baseball, it doesn't get any better. How much do you How much do you enjoy watching Matt Chapman play third base for the A's? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And, I, and the last couple of years, I've, I've been up to Oakland um, opening nights and, and gotten to meet with them. Um, you know, the, the thing I'm most impressed about is, is just the – the individual himself. I mean, there's, you know, I, you know, I, I get to work closely with, with Mike Trout over in Anaheim now who I have the utmost respect for, but, you know, you see guys like Chapman that, um, you know, respect the game, respect the history of the game. Um, I just love the way he goes about it. Actually, you know, kind of ironically, I, I just sent an email to the A's um, asking for a personalized Jersey from him. And uh, I, I haven't asked for jerseys from anybody over any time of my career. Um, but that's how impressed I am with the, with that man, and uh, you know, the, to, to to win that silver, to win the silver glove, which which you know, which was unheard of, um, you know, when I was playing, is just remarkable. And uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm more in love with the individual. He, he's obviously a great uh, defensive player, and his offense is just starting to turn the corner. I think he's only starting to peak right now. Um, but but just as an individual, I love hearing all the good things about him. You know, Ron Washington was great for you in your career, and the same thing for Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon went from leading the world in airs to one of the best shortstops and now an MVP candidate. MVP candidate. Talk about what you've seen with Marcus and how he's truly changed his career. Uh, you know, absolutely phenomenal. I, and, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's second to award to Mike Trout. But, correct, yes. Um, you, you know, I, when I was doing TV games about three – four years ago for Oakland, uh, Marcus was just coming through and he had, you know, he was booting balls left and right. And I, you know, I'd kind of made a statement um, on air saying it was a, it was a little unfair for Marcus to, to have to learn that position at the big league level. I mean, you can, you know, you can get away with a guy at first base or left field. Um, but when you have to play shortstop at the big league level and you've got to learn a new position, and you got to command the infield and, 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 and be the leader of, of the defense, that's a tough task. And, and that, that could have gone two ways. I mean, th- th- that kid could have buried himself mentally, 
but to his credit, you know, and, and everything I've heard from Washington and, uh, and Bob Malvin, this guy works his butt off and, uh, it, what a tremendous turnaround. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's hard to learn a position at the big league level, but to learn shortstop and, and to stick through the years that he had. Um, and now he's obviously one of the, the top five to 10, you know, one of the best players in the game has, has been a remarkable turnaround and tells you all about the individual. So you played with a lot of great players and you played against a lot of great players, but now you're around Mike Trout. Is Mike Trout the best player you've ever seen? Uh, yeah, he's, um, you know, for, it, it, it's hard to say, you know, it's, you know, I, I think from a, from an exciting standpoint, you know, for me coming up, I think Griffey was, you know, obviously an eye popper for me. Barry Bonds was an eye popper for me. But Mike, Mike just has a way of going about business that is just, you know, bring your lunch pail, ho-hum, you know, two for three, a homer, two walks, um, you know, eight total bases, drive in three. And it's like, oh, you know, just a typical day. And he, he almost makes it look too easy. Um, but, it, you know, when you look at the numbers and you break it down historically, I don't know that you can compare him to anybody. I mean, he's he's on pace to to kind of surpass everybody, and you know you gotta you gotta respect the the work that he's doing on the field. But but like I, as I go back to Chapman as well, um, I'm more impressed with the individuals. You know that was you know when I was coming through, Giambi was a clubhouse leader for us, and I I learned a lot from Jason um, and the way that he treated people. And there's a lot of good players in this game, and players come and go. They, you know. It, they they told me that the career is going to go by fast and it went by really fast. And, you know, now, now I'm five years out of the game. Um, and, and there's just as many good players coming through. So um, I'm, I'm impressed with more of the individuals and uh, Mike Trout is definitely one of those, those guys that's uh, salt of the earth. So we recently celebrated the 20 game winning streak in 2002 and it's just thinking back what an amazing achievement that was, you know, late in the streak, the walk-offs by Miguel Tejada and Scott Hatterberg. For you going through that, what was that like when you look back at that streak? Phenomenal. Just just phenomenal. I mean, it was we, – we literally felt like we could we could throw our gloves out there and, and our hats and, and we were going to win. Um, you know, it's just a really good feeling. And, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people remember there was some talk about a strike that was going on for about, I don't know, a couple of weeks during that stretch and – and that took a little bit of the news and, and people really didn't start talking about what we were doing until about game 16, 17. And then and that's kind of when it hit the national media. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, to see the Indians go through what they did, um, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a phenomenal feat, you know, a lot of luck's involved. You got to have health. You got to get guys hot at the same time. Uh, all five starters got to give you um, good efforts. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a great time for us. And, uh, you know, the, the Indians came up short. What did they end up winning? 22, 23. I think we won 20 in a row. Um, you know, it, it, it's hard to stay that hot for that long. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll always go back to this and I, I don't know if people know this story, but after we won our 20th game, um, David justice, who I respect more than anybody, uh, had a team meeting. It was about the worst, the worst, timing of a team meeting impossible <laughs> and, and we went into minnesota and we lost the first game in minnesota and then there went the streak so um you know it's uh it was a good group of guys 
And like I said, we, we honestly felt like, you know, if we just threw our hats and gloves out there, we were going to win that night. So there's going to be some openings for managers around baseball this year, and your name's being floating out there. How much do you want to manage in the big leagues? Yeah, that's, you know, definitely. It's, it's been on my radar for the last couple of years. And, um, you know, being in the front office that one year with the Yankees when I was done, um, you know, this is my fourth year with Anaheim. I, I've gotten a, a good opportunity to see what both sides are looking for as far as ownership, as far as front office. Um, I've gotten to still continue to work with players. I had that little stint in AAA managing in Salt Lake last year, which was phenomenal. Um, yeah, that's kind of, for me, it's the last box I want to check off before I kind of ride off into the sunset. Um, I, I love staying in the game. Um, I've got a lot of respect for a lot of these players and, um, you know, it's, it's everything that I've known. And, you know, I, I read somewhere sometime, some time ago that, you know, when you retire, it, 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 it's important that you stay busy and, and you do something you love and baseball is always something I love. So it was important for me to stay in the game and I'm glad I, you know, I'm glad my name's just out there surfacing. You know, I, I had a couple opportunities last year. Like, I interviewed with, well, obviously, with Anaheim, and I interviewed with Texas. Um, really good experiences. And, you know, I'm just looking for the opportunity. I feel like, you know, from a personality standpoint, I can relate to players. I've had pretty even keel. You know, when people watch me throughout my career, I was never too high, never too low, just went about my business. Um, but, I, but I think I have a good grip and a good feel about, about how, how people run. And I, I think that'll be one of my biggest attributes. But, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this offseason. Hopefully the, the, the phone will ring and uh, I'll get some opportunity. Well, one of the jobs is your hometown, the San Diego Padres, <laughs> and you're, uh, you're, you're rumored as one of the guys. What would that mean to you to, to go back home and manage the Padres, the team you grew up watching? Yeah, it, it would be great. You know, and, and, and to be honest with you, um, you know, last year it was, it was pretty well documented. I think everybody felt like I was going to get the Anaheim job that I was paid for that. So I, I don't really, I don't look too much into it. Um, like I said, I'm very thankful for an opportunity. If it comes my way, I'll, I'm well prepared. I know both sides of the game now um, as a player, as a front office, um, dealing with ownership. You know, there, there, there's a lot um, that I've inhaled here in the last five years being out of the game. So um, I think I have a lot to offer. Like I said, hopefully I get an opportunity. I'd, I'd love to, to take the helm somewhere. Like I said, I, I feel like I have a good heartbeat with, uh, with people and, and how to deal with people and personalities. And, you know, hopefully it'll shake out in my way here. Hey, we always appreciate the time. You know how much this fan base loves you and will always love you. And good luck this offseason. And uh, hopefully next time we talk, we talk about uh, you, being a, you being a skipper in the big leagues. I would appreciate that phone call, Chris. Thank you. Take care, Eric. Okay. Bye. Eric Chavez. I I think he'd be fabulous. Let's talk about that. Because there's something you got to be able to do if you're going to be successful. What is that? We'll talk about it next right here on A's Cast Live. Now back to A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. The legend, the godfather of analytics, Bill James, is coming on at 5.30. Commander Cody's nervous. Just the fact that we're going to have Bill James. That's like, that's like, that, this is like the rock star for you. 
I know it's I've I've only ever booked Bill James one other time, and the interview wasn't that bad. I just don't think they had the right questions to ask, and I think you'll handle it very well with the right questions to ask. Because they were baseball people, <laughs> and I and I gave them questions to ask because everyone. I mean, everyone knows I'm a sabermetrics guy, and I like it, and I love analytics, and I think Bill has so much that he can offer of what evaluating players with numbers and all that stuff. And I mean, the Red Sox hired him for a reason, so I'm very excited for this, and I know you'll handle it very well. We'll we'll, we'll make it happen here at uh, 5:30. Vote of confidence for you. And then we still have one more code word for you to win the party pack that MLB Network has sent us. There's one more word, and we'll be putting that out on Twitter. You know, Eric said all the right things right there. And that's why if you're interviewing him, you would really have to think about giving him a job. Because he understands you got to relate to the players, you got to relate to the front office, you got to relate to ownership, you got to manage up, you got to manage down. That's the reality. And today's player, you have to communicate with them. You can't be an old school, hard ass kind of guy. You got to be able to relate to these players because if you don't, you're going to be like Andy Green. You're going to be like what's going to happen to Gabe Kapler. You have to be able to speak their language, and they got to be able to trust you because you can lose that clubhouse real fast, especially if they don't trust you. And as Bob Melvin has said here on the Bob Melvin Show. The only place you get the Bob Melvin show, A's Cast Live, is that you have to put it in terms of of how they're going to buy in. And what you do, how does everybody buy in? Well, everybody's motivated by money. So Bob Melvin can look at a guy and say, listen, I'm going to put you in this situation. And the reason why I'm putting you in this situation is because it's what's best for you. And you're going to succeed. And when you succeed, you're going to make more money. If you're a player and you hear that, how can you not be for that? Not everybody's going to play every single day. But don't worry about it. I'm going to put you in the right spot. And that's going to help you make money, whether it's here or somewhere else. And Bob Melvin relates to his players like you wouldn't believe. You got to talk to these guys every day. What Tony LaRusso say to us, the Hall of Fame manager, he would talk to his players every day. He would get the pulse of his guys every day. You see the manager talking to these guys, whether it's around the batting cage or it's walking around the outfield. You know, it's not just the old school guy, tough guy, you know, trying to be a hard, you know what. Those days are gone. You try and be that guy, you try and be Tommy Lasorda, ain't going to work. Earl Weaver, not going to work. Good article. And you can get it on the A's website or MLB.com. Uh, David Adler, friend of the program. The title is, Do Good Records Versus Good Teams Matter for the World Series? So look at the teams that are 
either in it or in contention, how they do against good teams. Number one, that is the L.A. Dodgers. They had a 584 winning percentage over teams over 500. They won the series against the Braves, the Brewers, the Nationals, the Cubs, the Mets. Number two, be the Yankees. 43 and 31. They won the season series against the Dodgers, the Twins, the Rays, and the Red Sox. Tied for third is your Oakland Athletics. They're tied with the Braves. Winning percentage. Braves were 52 and 40, while the A's were 35 and 27. A's won the season series against the Yankees, the Twins, the Rays, the Indians, and the Cardinals. While the Braves won the season series against Indians, Twins, Cardinals, Nationals, Mets, Cubs. Fifth is the Astros, six Brewers, seven Rays. Rays were just two games over 500 against teams over 500. And then you got the Cardinals at 41 and 39. Rounding out by the Nationals, Twins, and Indians. In fact, in the wild card era, only one of the teams with the best results against winning opponents and only three of the top 25 have brought home a championship. Huh, that's interesting. You've got the 1995 Braves the 2009 Yankees, and the 1998 Yankees. You know what it is? It's it's about who gets hot. That's what it's about. Who gets hot? Who has luck? Who You know, the ball bounces your way. Who's got health? You just got to get in. And we haven't even really talked about these next two starts. We do know this. Bob Melvin has talked to the media today. Frankie Montas could be used this weekend. Did it say in a bullpen matter? Yeah. But really for Frankie, I want to say Frankie in case there's a Monday game. I don't want there to be a Monday game. But what if the way this thing shakes out, the A's got to play an extra game? Frankie can go in that game. And that would be perfect timing. He'd be ready to rock. You know, that's something we kicked around last night on the A's Clubhouse show is what what do you think you got left in, in Frankie? Well, I don't know. I'm sure he's a little sore today. You can't simulate a real game. And I'm sure pumped up. I bet today he wakes up a little bit, maybe, you know, Shoulders a little sore, back's a little sore, maybe legs are a little sore. I mean, he went six innings. And that, you know, simulated games, he can't, I mean, he can't simulate a real game. And that's the thing I'm so proud of him about was that, you know, he gave you six and it looked like he had never left. Because the thing that really, you know, worried me is like, God, you know, 
Is he going to be too amped up? Is he going to overthrow? Is he going to have trouble throwing strikes? And Frankie went out there, one run. If I would have told you before the game, Frankie's going to pitch six innings, give you give up one run, would you take that? I think everybody in the A's world would say yes. I mean, for me, I kind of want to say Frank. I mean, if it's do or die, I get it. But, you know, Frankie's got to be ready to rock on Monday. He could be your ace in the hole if this thing comes down to tiebreakers. All right, coming up, the legend, the godfather of analytics, the man who created all this stuff. Well, everybody's – Branch Ritchie and the Dodgers had – everybody's had – but this is the guy that really put the analytics on the map. Bill James is going to join us next right here on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Now back to the town. Here's Chris Townsend. Coming up here, we're going to be giving you the second code word. But do not forget – you need to do your part. Get your tickets now. We need to pack the Coliseum. We need to get loud. Show our support. Go to athletics.com slash postseason. Come say hi to me in the treehouse. Win tonight, and you got a game lead on the Rays with three to play. Go up and just pound the Mariners for four games. Who would have ever thought they'd win this many games again? It truly is incredible. You win all four of these games, you got 99 wins. Imagine that night, back-to-back years, 97 and 99 wins, and you're still just a wild card team. Do we have Bill? Bill, welcome to A's Cast Live with Chris Townsend. How are you? And it's an honor to have you on the program. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. It's great to be here. So when I think about you and you termed sabermetrics, what is it like for you that your hard work and your passion truly changed Major League Baseball? Well, it wasn't me. I mean, I, I was fortunate to be in the right place at the right time, and I was doing stuff before everybody was doing it. And then a lot of other people started doing it, but it, it wasn't, you know, it was the other people who changed baseball. It wasn't really me. Well, when I, when I think, when did you start and why did you start delving into all these numbers and creating all of these metrics? See, I remember that I was creating the type of metrics that I made a living by creating. I was doing that when I was a teenager I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I didn't not I, I didn't know how to go about it. Uh, I, I didn't know how to study an issue and find a credible answer, but I was doing it. The uh, I started doing it professionally about 1976, I guess. And then when you think about that makes me sound really old, which you know. <laughs> well, that just means you've been you've been that great for a long time. Because I, I I assume that when you started and and people really started to look at your stuff, you know, I, I bet a lot of people weren't buying it early. What is like early on when you started presenting this to the baseball world? Uh, to say that people weren't buying it would be the understatement of the week. The uh, 
there was a lot of uh, random hostility directed at ideas like, um, you know, base stealing is a nice thing and it helps you win a game occasionally, but it's not really the fun, fundamental of an offense. So, uh, that, that would make people angry to say stuff like that. The, um, or a baseball, a baseball player's prime is ages 26 to 30, not 28 to 32, as had been said. And people got angry about stuff like that. The, um, after we got past that phase, there were a lot of people in baseball who would come up to me and say, you know, I was using your stuff uh, on my team or in my scouting. A lot of scouts would come up and, you know, I was using your stuff way back when. And I don't doubt that they were. Uh, but, you know, they were awfully quiet about it at the time. Well, yeah, I think people have been using your stuff for a very long time. And do you like the way the game of baseball has changed and the way front offices operate now in modern-day baseball? Well, I'm fine with the way the front offices operate. The uh, the way the game is played on the field, which is to an extent a consequence of the way the front offices operate to a certain extent, is uh, it's not ideal. I mean, the I do think baseball really needs to get on top of the pace of play issue with some realistic stuff, not, you know, trimming around the edges of the edges. They really need to address the issue, in my opinion. The, uh, uh, but, and there are other things that are aesthetically wrong with the game. Uh, I think with, well, I don't know. I'm going to be 70 in a few weeks, so I, I don't dare to say anything negative about the current generation or I become an old guy yelling, get off my lawn, you know. The, uh, but uh, I do think there are some issues with the fans' view of how the game is played. Yeah, trust you know, being in the American League and seeing these games, you know, you can have a three to two game that's almost four hours long, and I, I agree with you. I think about young kids. You know, you're starting these games at like seven o'clock. There's no way someone can sit there for four hours, especially on a school night. If you could change something in baseball. To, to pick up the pace of play, what would it be? It, it's obvious it needs to be done. Right? I don't know how you convince it. There are two things that need to be done. One is you have to stop calling time between pitches, you know, get in there and hit some. And the other is you have to limit the number of pitching changes in a game. I mean, baseball games have become a, a uh, in terms of, particularly in September, because September is worse than ever. Interminable series of pitching changes, and and it's you know it's just not that much fun to watch. The uh, so those it's obvious what needs to be done. You need to do those two things, but unless you do those two things, you can you can not solve the problem. You know the metrics that you created, and you would recreate, you'd build new ones. But out of all the metrics that you created, what were your favorite ones? The uh, I still do that, by the way. That's what I was doing for the last two hours. <laughs> Reinventing a way to read all the historical, all the left fielders in history. So I still do that. But the, um, uh, the the two things I made that had the largest impact were the runs created method. And you know, everybody uses some sort of a runs created method anymore, although, you know, everybody uses mine, but somebody, everybody uses some sort of, and the Pythagorean recognition, the system, the Pythagorean system that, recognition that the number of games you win is usually a, a predictive, predictable outcome of how many runs you score and how many you allow, which enables you to place the value. It enables you to place a win value on a run, uh, which is, you know, it's, it's crucial being able to 
see what the true value of a player is, is being able to say what is the win value of a run. The, uh, uh, so those are the two things that had the most impact. When I think about batting average and when I think about home runs and I think about RBIs, the metrics that you help create and that people still create and you're still creating, you know, you can show the value of a player other than those three. Do you remember back when you looked at a player and you said, wait a minute, this guy's metrics show you he's better than you think he actually is? Well, for older players, older fans in the Oakland area, the shocking player was Gene Tennis. And Gene Tennis would hit 225 with 20 homers and 65 RBIs. But you, if you studied the numbers deeply enough, you discover, hey, that guy is actually a really good player. He was one of the three or four most valuable players on his team, despite the low batting average and the, and the unimpressive RBI count. The, um, uh, that, was the, that was the biggest reaction at the time. And you know what? I, I still fight that. I, I, I still have trouble convincing myself that a player of that type has the value that he, that he has because I grew up being to- told that, you know, being taught that, you know, batting average is everything. And I still fight the impulse to overvalue it. Yeah, Gene Tennis, a uh, good friend of the program. We always love having him on. And, and those A's, you know, they're they're finally starting to get their due, Bill. But but that that team that, you know, when they started winning those, because only the Yankees and the A's have won three straight World Series. But the greatness of that 72, 73, 74 run with the A's, that was really, really a special team. And it was a crazy team, but it was a special team. Yeah, and at the time, well, because, you know, Finley was not really a lovable person. And at the time, there was more emphasis on the craziness than there was on the, on the greatness. But guys like... Uh, you know, Sal Bando, the captain of that team, and, and the, the really four, three phenomenal starting pitchers, but really four. You had Catfish Hunter and, and uh, Vita Blue and Ken Holtzman and Blue Moon Oak. The, uh, the great reliever at that time, at that time the greatest ever, Raleigh Fingers. The, uh, it, was, uh, uh, it, it truly was a, a very remarkable team. When I think about pitching today, and we're seeing guys, starters, go less innings, and bullpens are eating up more innings than ever before. And it can work when you have a really good bullpen, but bullpens from year to year are so fickle. Do you think we need to start seeing starting pitchers go deeper into games, or do you like that we just need to keep throwing bullpen arms at it? Uh, if, if we could find a way to go back a little bit to have more reliance on the starting pitchers and it's not just that but but maybe get away from a game where the pitcher is throwing as hard as he can and the batter is swinging as hard as he can if we could uh, get away from that a little bit i think it i think it's easier for the fan to get into the game when there's a little less of that the uh so yeah again i'm an old guy i don't dare criticize the modern gamer but but the uh i do think that a little more reliance on starting pitching is helpful. You know, think if the A's, we think they're going to get into the postseason, and if they do, that will be 10 postseasons in 20 years. And with all the obstacles Billy Bean has had to deal with, and, of course, the Moneyball, the book, and then the movie, when you look from afar and you've watched Billy Bean's career, how have you valued him as a front office person? Oh, it's it's, it's amazing what he's done. And, and the uh, – to win as many games as the A's have won on the on the budgets that they've had to work with and with the 
the level, uh, you know, cities, it's, the area is immense, of course, but the mm-hmm. Oakland is not the glamour part of that area. And, and the, with, the, with the sport level they've had, they win the number of games that they've had. It's just a phenomenal accomplishment. I, I don't, I don't think anyone, any, anyone's ever, I don't think there's a match for it anywhere in history. Let's end on this. What is it that you truly love about the game of baseball? The the fact that, that you can figure it out if you work hard enough. I mean, there are a lot of things I love about baseball. It, it, this, this is the truth. I, you know, I go to sleep tonight, and I, I will have, if you wake me up at 4 a.m., I will be dreaming about baseball. I promise you I will. It's, it's how my mind is organized. The uh, But I love the fact that, that it's a, an organized universe. You know, everything happens within it for a reason. And whereas the real universe is too large and too complicated for you to understand, baseball is a small enough universe that you can sort of understand. You don't wake up in the middle of the night, do you, and start doing creating new metrics, right? You dream about something, wake up, and go to, like, a, a desk? Oh, very much. I, I do it. I do it all the time. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> Bill, thank you so much for your time. We truly appreciate it. Uh, you're a legend in this game, and anytime we can have you on, it'll be a great pleasure. Hey, uh, happy to do it anytime. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you, Bill. That man's a legend. He termed sabermetrics. He created sabermetrics. And everything, I mean, you just think of, of, of he's changed the game of baseball. There's no question about it. He changed it. And I love what he said. Games are too long. Speed it up. Get in the box. I've been trying to think of ways. I don't think they should throw it around the horn anymore. Guy strikes out, throw it to the pitcher. Guy grounds out to short. Matt Olson, throw it to the pitcher. Don't throw it. It's unwasted movement. Time. We need to speed it up. You know, the thing is, you need to speed the players up. The players are the problem. It's not the game. It's the players. These guys hang out at the ballpark all day long. They're in no hurry. I've talked with Fossey about this. Fossey, I'm like, did you guys get here this early? Nope. These guys come in to eat lunch. The game's not till 7 o'clock. They're there all day. That's, that's what they do. We need to speed them up. By the way, we have put the final code word. I can't believe you actually went with that. <laughs> we put the final code word up. So the first person that gives us, well, two, the first two who gives us the three code words, you're going to win the... Uh, MLB Network postseason party pack. It's pretty sweet. So it's out on Twitter. Go check it out. Can't believe he went with it, but the commander did. But Bill James, that's a good get right there. Go to at AthleticsCast24. And where the game is involved... You know, to where StatCast, TrackMan, Rapsodo, it's radar, it's science, technology. 
You know, we've talked with David Force about it before. What they were doing during the Moneyball era to where they are now, light years. And because you can track every little thing in baseball, and if you're a guy into mathematics, this is the sport for you. I'm not a math guy. Like, I don't need to know how you get certain things. I just need to know what's good and what's not. If you're saying the replacement player, average guy is 100, and you're telling me anything over that is really good, I understand that. MLB Network will be the exclusive home of two ALDS games and extensive postseason coverage this fall. You should be watching the network every single day. Like, just tell me what weighted runs created plus. I don't need to know how you come come up. I don't need to know what you times, what you what 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 add this times this. You know, divide by that. I don't need to know that. I hate math. Just tell me what's good and what's not, and I can look at the number. Right? I'm not. I. I math wasn't really my wasn't really my strength. It wasn't one of my. Wasn't your major at San Jose State? No, 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 no. Math and I didn't get along. I was a big math and chemistry fan. I hated biology and geometry, but algebra and chemistry and all that stuff I, I was into. That's probably why I'm into uh, analytics and sabermetrics. But 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 I don't – I just need to know what's good, what's not. I don't need to know how you figure it. Cause basically, you, just know, you just need to know war. Basically, these equate they're, they're just math equations. You can look to see how they're calculated. Some of them are very complex, as we looked up before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you're like, how do you get war? It's so, it's so, like, just tell me what's good, and then I can figure out. I, I don't need to be a sabermetrician. Just tell me which ones matter, which ones are more impressive than others. Because statistics lie, and liars use statistics. You can you can you can pull something out of the hat and say, well, this guy does this, and then you can be like, yeah, I'm watching that guy every day. He's not that good. You know, this guy. I don't want this guy on the team. But he definitely he he the the man changed had changed the sport. By the way, I was reading this Wikipedia. Did you know? In 2006, Time Magazine named him Time 100 as one of the most influential people in the world. That's kind of a big deal. All right, you ready to rock? A little buying or selling? It's time for buying or selling. Sell, sell. Right now with Chris Townsend on A's Cast Live. So yesterday, uh, you're mentioning MLB Network. When I went home, I put it on. Uh, Harold Reynolds is on TV, so he went on. He did the interview with us, and immediately went on TV right after. What a consummate pro to go from this to that medium and just be on TV with John Smoltz. And they were debating the idea of Frankie Montas being able to start. And John Smoltz said uh, he understands it because it's a rule, but I, I can I could get the, I gathered that he wasn't a big fan of the idea that he was pitching in that game last night. Okay, so I hey. I, you know, he's looking at it from a standpoint, hey, you got caught cheating. You shouldn't be bar- tar- participating. Exactly. That's. But but then again, you know, you, you have a collective bargaining agreement, right, between the players, union, 
and the owners. You can't deny a man's right to work. He served the penalty. So this is, uh, you can have whatever feeling you want, but this has been collectively bargained, right? This is, The rules have been set. So I can't, I can't agree with John, friend of the program. Yeah, well, Herrera's not friend of the program. So Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, pretty much has lived up to the hype this season, in my opinion. He, he hit 92 home runs in the home run derby, which is well documented. He has He's hitting 276 this season with 15 home runs and 69 RBIs as a 21-year-old rookie. He told TSN that he wants to come into next year down 15 to 20 pounds. The rumor was he was playing this year somewhere between 250 and 270. Buying or selling Vladimir Guerrero Jr. losing 15 to 20 pounds this offseason. I'm uh, selling that. He's built like a middle. He's built like an old school Matt Millen middle linebacker. What is he? What, what do they say he weighs? I want to say that they were saying that he weighs somewhere between 250 and 270. But I'll, I'll look at uh, the, There's a big difference between 250 and 270. Yeah, I know. I weigh I weigh over 270, and I'm not built like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I mean, he he legitly looks like a middle linebacker. And if you're battling your weight, 250 on Baseball Reference. Okay, if you're battling your weight, how old is he? He's 21. If you're battling your weight at 21, I I hope he does, but that's a lot of weight he wants to lose and. Yeah, I, I have a feeling he's going to have some issues throughout his time. I mean, look at what happened with Pablo Sandoval. Pablo Sandoval always talked about it. How much does he beat? You know, that was the problem with Pablo Sandoval. He'd beat up the spread at the stadium and then go out and eat. Yeah. Prince Fil- Prince Fielder had problems, too. Remember, he yeah. had the neck problem. So, so Kenley Jansen this year is 5-3 and three with a 360 RA and 30 saves on the year. The Dodgers' bullpen has blown 27 games for them. That's the third most in baseball behind the A's and that's who lead. No do, other do you pitch- realize the A's would have clinched already if they only had yeah. 27 blown? No other pitcher on the Dodgers' roster has a postseason save other than, yes, you guessed it, Clayton Kershaw, who did it against the Nationals a few years ago in NLDS. Dave Roberts recently said in an interview that he is leaving the closer situation open-ended in the postseason. Buying or selling Kenley Jansen will be the Dodgers' closer in the postseason. I'm buying you got to. Well, we got, you can't throw Kershaw out there every game. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, you, you, he, he's your guy. You got to hope he throws well. So, last one. Uh, Bryce Harper isn't happy with Nationals fans. Uh, after leaving D.C. for Phillies offseason, he got to watch his team, his former team, end his current team season and celebrate another playoff appearance. Harper said he's be, he was being heckled at the game yesterday. Aww. I mean, I just get it everywhere I go. It's nothing new, but the last inning, it's just not right. It's just not right. I got 60,000 fans up in Philly that appreciate me as a player and appreciate me as an individual and my family as well. I owe a lot to those people up there in Philly because they show me every single night and they are clo- they are there to cheer us on and boo us and keep us as a team and as individuals as well. And I'm looking forward to the next 12 years. Can't wait. Buying or selling, Bryce Harper deserves the heckling from Nationals fans. Of course, he left you. He divorced you. What did he did, did he expect the fans to be like? Hey, Bryce, welcome back. Like, it's not, I'm sorry, you're not over Poolhouse. You didn't win a couple World Series, and you won you won a singular MVP award, and never won a playoff series. Buying or selling that Albert Poolhouse thing in, in in St. Louis was way overboard. Selling. It's Albert Poolhouse. He could every at-bat. He, he could be the greatest player of my generation. Every at-bat. Every at-bat. He won two World Series there. 
I, he divorced you. He left. He took his he took his brand somewhere else. Yeah, well, his career kind of fell off after that. And the Cardinals are pretty good still. Oh, by the way, and the Cardinals, thank God they didn't sign. Thank God he he signed somewhere else. Actually, last one quickly because this, the, the Brewers are now 18. They won 18 of their last 20. Yep. Quickly, the Brewers could win the Central still. They're only game behind the Cardinals. Yeah. Buying or selling the Brewers are the biggest threat to the Dodgers in the National League. Remember, they lost in the NLCS in Game 7 last year. Yeah. Without Yelich, I'm a sell. I still like the Braves. I mean, uh, with Ronald Acuna Jr., who's ninth on Keith Law's MVP balloting. Oh my God, that's a joke. Guys, forty forty on a team that's winning. All right, up next, it's the face, Alex Jensen, the face of A's all night. I'll be back in about eh, about ten minutes with A's total access. You're going to hear Eric Chavez. You'll hear from Harold Reynolds. And we'll see what Fossey and Vince Catronio have. Thank you for listening, everybody. We want to thank Bill James, Eric Chavez, and, of course, David Force with the David Force Show. We'll see you in a few minutes. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.